his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Incidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Welcome back, Professor. Professor David Schultz is a professor of law and political science at Hamline University in St. Paul, Minnesota. Good afternoon to you, sir. Thank you very much for having me, and it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. If you would, um, I think I've, I've tried to do the best I can, but just from your perspective, can you provide an overview of this Alabama, I keep saying Alabama, but that's not a state, the <laughs> Alabama Supreme Court ruling and the role that Chief Justice Tom Parker played in delivering the majority opinion? Okay, so a couple things here. So first off, what was at issue here was a, a law that goes back to 1872 um, that, that made it possible for parents to be able to sue somebody for, for wrongful death of a child, which, which sounds innocent enough of itself. Right? What this question was all about was that there was a clinic that was supposedly storing these frozen embryos. And just for clarification, these are you know eggs that had already been fertilized um, at, at this point uh, but haven't been implanted. And I'll just simply say they were negligent. They were negligent, and apparently somebody broke in, destroyed some of these embryos, and the parents sued under this law saying, hey, you were negligent, you destroyed, or let, you let somebody destroy these embryos, which means, you know, well, anyhow, we, lo- we lost something. So the majority says that, yes, we believe that a frozen embryo um, is a person um, un- under, under Alabama law, not under the U.S. Constitution, under Alabama law, and therefore these parents can go forth and sue this clinic. Um, the chief justice um, goes even further, and this is the part that I think is exceedingly controversial. He starts talking about um, basically invoking God, Christianity, talking about how in the eyes of God, these, these embryos, even though they're not implanted in the universe, even though they're not growing at this point, they also are persons too. So that's, that's the core. That's the core of really what was going on in the case. Okay, great. I want to ask you more about Justice Parker um, and his history of invoking religion in his rulings a little bit later. But the first thing that, uh, that Scoot and I thought about yesterday when the story broke, it, what happens next? Uh, both in Alabama and perhaps in other states or the United States Supreme Court. Are there concerns about similar rulings impacting IVF on a, on a broader scale? What, what are the immediate short-term consequences of this beyond just that these families aren't going to get their treatments? Right. Well, right now it's confined just to Alabama under Alabama law in terms of this peculiarity of that statute and the way it was interpreted. But but nothing would be impossible um, for, let's say, other states to pass laws that say that an embryo, a, a fertilized embryo, um, is a person and therefore is, is, is also protected in the eyes of the law. And the reason why this becomes important now 
for IVF. Now, remember, I'm a PhD. I'm not an MD. So if any MDs right. out there want to correct me, you know, <laughs> please, please, please do so. But oftentimes when you fertilize several of these eggs, not all of them work. Not all of them are implanted. Some clinics, let's say they fertilize three or four eggs. They implant one. Maybe a couple of them are disposed of. And so this could affect it because for a lot of the IV treatment, um, um, IVF treatment, it's, it's a very complex process of trying to get um, fertilization. Just because they're fertilized doesn't mean they're going to implant in the universe and so forth. And that's where you could see other states maybe coming to the conclusion saying, well, yes, we believe that embryos um, are persons. And therefore, if they're destroyed, um, could this be, I'll just speculate, if they are persons, is it homicide? Is it a form of murder? Uh, I mean, that's where it possibly could go. Um, but right now, we're solely looking at this issue um, in Alabama. But but that, I think, is the concern, is could other states take this this sort of belief that life begins at conception, and, and, and where would it go in terms of affecting um, in vitro fertilization? Uh, just, uh, excuse me, Chief Justice Tom Parker, uh, in his concurring opinion, relied quite heavily on on scripture and theology he's directly quoting from jeremiah and from genesis to make his decision is that typical that is, is that a thing that happens often in rulings like this in, in courts um not in about 100 years i would say is that go back 100 years ago you might you would see that more common uh, but pretty much i'm going to say post world war one let's say modern law um, nobody does that. Judges are supposed to rely upon principles of law and not upon Scripture and not upon um, any kind of revelations from God or Jeremiah in terms of the, the basis of their decision. And so this is this would put it at an enormous outlier in terms of what would be considered to be mainstream and acceptable legal analysis in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the, the backlash to this has been, I think, swift. And it's just like I pointed out at the beginning of the segment, even two of the most conservative leading figures in the country, Greg Abbott and Donald Trump, have come out and said, this is this is not good. We're not we don't want to do this. And I think they probably sense correctly that this is a major political liability for Republicans headed into the general election in 2024. So maybe they're thinking about it in in that way. But then there's other people um, in in some different circles in the Democratic Party and other places that are that are throwing around the word theocracy. And I think people listening generally understand what that is suggestive of. But in your view, what does that mean? Practically speaking, what does a theocratic government actually look like day to day? Yeah, if it's if it's really a theocratic government, it means a government where where religion rules, where there's not a separation of church and state, where religious principles dictate, let's say, um, what the law is or what, what I would call public policy or or, or interpretations of, of the Constitution. Um, so that's what the theocracy would be. Now, remember, again, it's the majority opinion does not do that. It's the chief justice who does that. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, I think there are still concerns um, for lots of people on all, on all different spectrums that if you want to, if you really care about I guess um, helping families, helping people you know, raise children or, or, or give birth to children, uh, you support in, in vitro fertilization. But also, for many of us who just sort of want to say, you know, government, keep your nose out of my life. You know, um, I, I think that's what people are concerned about here too. But but certainly, this is bringing together an unusual coalition of of let us say conservatives and liberals. Um, 
in, in, um, in one way. But obviously, as you pointed out, too, it's also bringing together an unusual um, set of chorus in a, in a political way, you know, Republican, Democrat, you know, conservative, liberal. So it 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 it's, it cuts in very very fascinating ways um, in terms of what happened. Okay, great, uh, Parker. I reading a little bit more about him. He served as an assistant attorney general under Jeff Sessions. Remember that guy? He was also mm-hmm. an aide to Roy Moore. Can you tell us a little bit about how these past roles and associations might shape his approach to these legal decisions and his stance on issues in particular? as they relate to reproductive rights? Well, certainly both Sessions and Moore um, were, were clearly um, um, pro-life. And in the case of Moore, Moore um, regularly invoked um, um, the Ten Commandments and Scripture also um, when, you know, when he was involved in Alabama politics. And I suspect um, what the chief justice has done has been very heavily influenced by both of these figures. And that is clearly a strain in, in Alabama politics where, where, where Christianity, Christian religion uh, is, is, is a very powerful force and has influenced debates about, let's say prayer in public schools, um, abortion, um, LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. And, and now I think where it becomes interesting is in terms of how it's it's almost like a collision course going on here right now that to say you're pro-life says that you know life begins at conception but at the same time if you're pro-life don't you want to be helping families mm-hmm. as, as your governor as you know as, as governor abbott said and so forth to be able to make it possible for families to be able to uh, to you know to bring children to birth if they're having difficulty so it's almost like this internal what contradiction now coming out here that's come to a head in this case. Just one more from me, Professor, and then I have a couple uh, texts coming in from the audience on the Oakland Art Jewelers Talk and Text Line. That is, of course, 504-260-1870. Alabama Supreme Court judges are elected, not appointed. So we can only guess that Alabama voters knew a decision like this might be a probable outcome in a case like this. But the backlash, like I said earlier, it seems pretty huge. And it seems like it's coming from many different corners of the political spectrum um, to include conservative Christians. Um, do you think Alabama voters may have a case of buyer's remorse here? They might very well, because from what I can tell, and I haven't seen public opinion polls in Alabama, but if what we're seeing nationwide is accurate, I suspect even within Alabama, even if you did a survey there, a poll there, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I bet way more than 50 percent of the population, probably even much higher, um, is, is, is opposed to this decision um, in terms of saying, wait a minute, you're going to make it harder for me to do this. Uh, you, know, you can't do that. So so I, I, I suspect and I don't know when he's up for reelection against um, any of the justices, but especially uh, the chief justice. Um, I suspect this is going to be an issue um, that's going to be used in, a, in an elected judicial campaign down in Alabama. Uh, Chief Justice Tom Parker is a lame duck. His term ends uh, next year, and state law in Alabama prohibits judges older than 70 from being elected. So this is kind of his swan song, maybe his kind of Hail Mary. He's setting himself up for whatever the next phase in his life is. He can turn to uh, activists, uh, groups, donors, political organizations, say, look what mm-hmm. I delivered for you. Um, also, mm-hmm. like, I, I would hate to end this conclusion by not uh, mentioning that he made an appearance on this like QAnon podcast 
mm-hmm. and suggested, you know, he's a big fan of the Seven Mountains mandate, which holds it, you know, he, he's calling for a theocracy. There's just no really other way to put it. He says, right. sure, sure. Conservative Christians should be in charge of everything, the, the government, entertainment, media, education, healthcare, mm-hmm. at all. Um, and I do have a, an opinion column here from John Archibald writing at AL.com. The headline is Alabama Supreme Court is a theocracy. I've got a couple texts here I would like to get to you, Professor. Here's one that says, I would like to see somebody test the Alabama decision as soon as possible relative to are the parents of this frozen embryo entitled to government benefits such as welfare, etc., because this frozen embryo is now a person. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, I was going to say over the weekend, you know, I do a blog and and I kind of sort of, you know, wrote out and said that, okay, if 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 embryos are persons now in Alabama, what are the possibilities here? And, for example, you know, you know, do you have to get a Social Security number for it? You know, is it um, in in 18 years? Is it eligible to vote? Um, Is it uh, I'm trying to think what at age 16? Can it can it, you know, get a driver's license, whatever the age is like that? But, you know, you're getting at an exactly good question here, because if you're now defining um, life begins at conception with with these with these embryos and some of these embryos could be frozen 5, 10, 15 years or something like that. Let's just pick a date. Let's say 10 years ago it was frozen or something. So now when it's given birth, when it's born, is it now 10 years old? Is it 10 and a half? You know what I'm getting at here. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it just raises all these really, you know, you know, you know, quite odd questions, you know, because I remember many years ago, there was another state that wanted to say life begins at conception and a bunch of 18 year old, no, was it 20 year olds in three months and people 61 years old, three months sued the state and said, well, I'm actually nine months older than I am now. Um, therefore I get to drink cause I'll be, t- I'm 21 <laughs> and I get to collect social security. So it, it opens up these kind of, for lack of a better word, absurd results. Here's a text that says, okay, so they ruled the embryos as a person. What's the problem? I'm not getting why liberals are butthurt. Explain the connect between it being ruled a life and it causing a problem with in vitro. I'm not seeing the connection. Well, the, the connection is at this point is that is that if other states do rule um, or even Alabama sticks to this ruling that say it is a person, it opens up some of the scenarios that I'm, I'm raising here just in terms of, uh, well, so w- 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 when, is, when is it actually a person? You know, um, how old is it? Is it eligible for certain types of benefits? What are some of the requirements for it? But it also raises, I think, from a, from a science point of view, question here is that, uh, again, remember, I'm not an MD, PhD, you know, but lots of lots of women become pregnant. Um, but the the embryo um, the, um, doesn't 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 you know affix to the uterus mm-hmm. and it's it's miscarried or something like that. Again, I'm probably not describing it correctly, but you know what I'm getting at here. Um, um, is that are, are we giving it now a status as a person um, in ways that it might not survive? I mean, it, 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 but also this raises a whole bunch of questions now in terms of I don't know. Um, our parents, if they freeze an embryo but don't decide to use it and don't bring it to birth can they be arrested for what um right. child abandonment exactly. or something yeah. uh, i mean these, i mean these these i know they sound it's almost sounds like a ridiculous conversation we're having but i think those are the, the scenarios out there no i think you're exactly right i don't think it's that ridiculous i don't think that the the clinicians are thinking about what well, what happens in 18 years or does it get social security they're thinking we cannot continue to provide this service 
Mm-hmm. If something goes wrong, we're going to get sued into oblivion. No, we're, we won't be able to get insurance. We won't be able to do business. Yep. So we're going to go find another line of work. And now yeah. nobody gets in vitro fertilization and countless numbers of families that really want to have babies cannot do it. No, you're absolutely right. Again, what I understand um, is that this is this is not easy to do. And I think there's like there's a lot of um, difficulty in actually still, you know, getting a successful implantation, bringing to birth, et cetera, et cetera. And you're right. You know, if somebody makes a mistake, errors or something like that, are they on the hook for what? Homicide at this point mm-hmm. or some type of, 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 of civil lawsuit. Um, now, do, do I agree in the situation here that these clinics were negligent and they should have done a better job protecting the embryos? Absolutely correct. Clearly, I don't yes. know about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I stand be- yeah, I stand behind. And if I, you read the fact pattern here, apparently somebody broke into their clinic or something and just destroyed a bunch of those what, test tubes, however it's done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope the clinic pays dearly for that. Um, they, and they should. Um, Agreed. But, but, but in terms of helping people try to give birth or b- give birth to children when they might not be able to otherwise, I think this creates a huge disincentive. Mm-hmm. My guest is professor of law and political science at Hamline University, David Schultz. Professor, thank you for your time. You're working your way. Have a great afternoon. Thank you again. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. Well, we'll talk again soon. We'll come back and we'll get to some of your phone calls. I see Irwin, Rashard, and Mary on the line. There's room for a couple more. Give me a call. 504-260-1870. What's your reaction to what you just heard? Do you worry that this could happen in our community? Do you worry that there might be people out there, potential litigants, who want to have this conversation so that we don't get IVF anymore? That's not a a service that's available in our communities. Or is it more like what Professor Schultz said, that this is just a sort of weird fluke because of that, uh, that old statute in Alabama state law could that be replicated somewhere else? I don't know. I want to hear from you. Like I said, give me a call. I got room to take uh, take more of your comments. I'm Ian Hoke in for Scoot. I can't wait to talk to you more about this. But first, we'll step away and take care of some business. Ian Hoke, be right back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 